Yo, this is the ancient Texan. I've just started reading this book, When Things Fall Apart. Hard Advice for Difficult Times. Pima Kadran. It's a book, um, I might call it Buddha for Your Life, or Buddha Heart. I heard uh, the podcast on Bean talking about this book and reading sections out of it. And I was so impressed I bought the book. I'm going to spend some time uh, going through this book and kind of discussing the individual uh, chapters. Get you a copy, join along. Send me comments at Wiley period foxes and gmail.com. Thanks. Talk to you later. Ancient Texan. Namaste. Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. We're moving on to the second chapter of the book When Things Fall Apart. And the second chapter is actually called When Things Fall Apart. When things fall apart, then we're on the verge of we know not what. The test of each of us is to stay on that brink and not concrete ties. The spiritual journey is not about heaven and finally getting to a place that's really swell. Well, I'm not really sure what she means by concretize. Obviously, a kind of a made-up word. But it kind of denotes the idea of things get bad and you just kind of freeze in place and hunker down and um, try to shield yourself from what's going on. Only to the extent that we expose ourselves over and over to annihilation can that which is indestructible be found in us. That's the old, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. You got to stick your neck out there in life. Um, And not only risk annihilation and pain, but it's a certainty that you're going to experience it. But only in that process, that, that which is indestructible can be found in you. Somehow, even before I heard the Buddhist teaching, I knew this was a spirit of true awakening. It is all about letting go of everything. And I think it's pretty straightforward. Nevertheless, when the bottom falls out and we can't find anything to grasp, it hurts a lot. It's like the Naropa Institute motto, love of the truth puts you on the spot. We might have some romantic view of what it means, but when we are nailed to the truth, we suffer. 
We look in the bathroom mirror and there we are with all our pimples, our aging face, our lack of kindness, our aggression and timidity, and all that stuff. So when things go bad, it hurts. And if you're going to be honest with yourself, love the truth. Oh. Then you're going to have to look at in the mirror and know that you're part of the problem of what just went went down. And that you've got your own pimples problems that complement the problem you're in. This is where tenderness comes in. When things are shaky and nothing is working, we might realize that we are on the verge of something. We might realize this is a very vulnerable and tender place and that tenderness can go either way. We can shut down and feel resentful or we can touch in on that throbbing quality. There's dump, definitely something tender and throbbing about groundlessness. When things go rotten and you not only feel vulnerable, but you are vulnerable. It's also a time, an opportunity for growing. The author goes on to say, I have a friend dying of AIDS. Before I was leaving for a trip, we were talking. He said, I didn't want this. I hated this and was terrified of it. But it turns out this, this illness has been my greatest gift. He said, now every moment is so precious to me. All the people in my life are so precious to me. My whole life means so much to me. Something had really changed and he felt ready for his death. Something that was horrifying and scary had turned into a gift. The author goes on to say, things falling apart is a kind of a testing and also a kind of a healing. We think that the point is to pass the test and to overcome the problem but the truth is that things don't really get solved. They come together and they fall apart. Then they come together again and fall apart again. It's just like that. The healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for grief. Room for relief, for misery, for joy. Well, it's, it's the, you know, when I arrive syndrome. We all think when we get this, when we get that. Um, remember once my daughter growing up, she was getting American dolls and she needed one more and she could have all the American dolls made. And she told me, when I get that doll, I'll be happy. And I asked her, what if they make a new American doll? And her face went from being this excited, like she just had one more to go, 
to like this look of like despair like the world had just been uh, pulled out from under her that she was very close to arriving to achieving the goal and that you know that's a simple example but I, I think we live our life that way um, it's always something out there uh, but it's the process of going towards something, achieving it, not achieving it. Things going well, things not going well. That That's life. And that's in that realm is where you have to find your happiness. When we think that something is going to bring us pleasure, we don't know what's really going to happen. When we think something is going to give us misery, we don't know. Letting there be room for not knowing is the most important thing of all. Letting there be room for not knowing is the most important thing of all. We all try to do what we think is going to help, but we don't know. We never know if we're going to fall flat or sit up tall. When there's a big disappointment, we don't know if that's the end of the story. It may just be the beginning of a great adventure. I had one of these uh, things happen to me when I was once on an airplane trip. And I got off of one plane, and our plane was late arriving, and I took off running, and of course I was first. And I got to the next plane, and I was running down the, the you know, literally the ramp coming up to this plane and I saw the stewardess shutting the door and she says it's too late you, you you can't get on and I said there's a lot of people behind me and she said no I'm sorry and I was of course pissed off and I'm gonna miss my I think it was a job interview or something um, I went back and got in line and um, irritated and they gave me a flight four hours later or something and so I went into the bar it was mid-afternoon um, and a lady that was on the flight went was kind of tagging along with me and we're talking we sat down in front of the bar and they're having a tennis match on and it was Sanfras uh, and I think his name was Sanchez playing and it's one of the matches where Sanfras um, the other guy had match points Sanfras was serving um, and he missed the first serve and then uh, he threw this second serve he got a second serve ace and brought it back to you know deuce and took away the you know the match point the other guy had and he was, it was hot, and he was throwing up between points. And it was one of the greatest tennis matches I'd ever seen. And that bar was electric. Me and that woman hit it off, and we were have, drinking and having so much fun together. Uh, it was kind of a little romance right there in the bar. And we were at the beginning at the front, and we were leading cheers over the bar. Uh, Wow, what a great time. And I don't remember to this day uh, 
as you already tell, what that trip was about. But I remember sitting with that woman up in front of the bar and the great time we had and that tennis match. Wow, what a magic moment. So now when something goes wrong, especially in traveling, I always think about that. You don't really know when it happens. I knew, you know, I didn't want that to happen. But I was just on a different road. You don't know if the new road is good or bad. You just know you're on a different road. And as you go through life, it's all that way. You think it's good or bad, you don't know. It's just a different road. It's a different road than maybe you wanted or expected. But you don't really know if it's good or bad most of the time. I mean... Sometimes you think it's bad and it really is, and sometimes you think it's good and it really is, but it's a long way from being a certainty. Going back to the author, life is like that. We don't know anything. We call something bad, we call it good. But really, we just don't know. When things fall apart and we're on the verge of we know not what, The test for each of us is to stay on that brink and not concretize. The spiritual journey is not about heaven and finally getting to a place that's really swell. In fact, that way of looking at things is what keeps us miserable, thinking that we will find something, some lasting pleasure and avoid pain is what in Buddhism is called Sam. Sara, a hopeless cycle that goes around and around endlessly and causes us to suffer greatly. Thinking that we can find some lasting pleasure and avoid pain is what in Buddhism is called samsara, a hopeless cycle that goes around and around endlessly and causes us to suffer greatly. The first great noble truth of Buddha points out that suffering is inevitable for human beings as long as we believe that things last, that they don't disintegrate, that they can be counted on to satisfy our hunger for security. Wow. I kind of think the whole Christian religion I was brought up in, you know, kind of teaches that one, you know, you're looking forward to arriving, being in heaven and this place that goes on great forever. And then we look for little heavens here on earth and that's, um, it's not the journey, but the arrival, um, the unattainable. That's what we, we go after in the Christian religion. Hmm, think about that. Our whole culture is kind of built around this arriving, getting rich, getting the good car, getting stuff, um, which is all kind of arriving in heaven philosophy. And, you know, it's kind of like when we arrive, things will be good. Hmm. and not believing that things are all temporary and they're all going to fall apart and if you don't understand that 
than your expectation, um, you're always going to be disappointed and things are going to be, you know, dashed. Because um, your expectations are not in, consistent with reality. See, I mean, that's certainly not a lesson we're taught in our, in our culture. From this point of view, the only time we ever know what's really going on is when the rug's been pulled out and we can't find anywhere to land. We use these situations either to wake ourselves up or put ourselves to sleep. Right now, in the very instant of groundlessness, is the seed of taking care of those who need our care and of discovering our goodness. This is kind of taking that idea one step further and going outside of oneself. Life is a good teacher and a good friend. Things are always in transition if we could only realize it. To stay with that shakiness, to stay with a broken heart, with a rumbling stomach, with a feeling of hopelessness and wanting to get revenge, that is the path of true awakening. Sticking with that uncertainty, getting the knack of relaxing in the midst of chaos, learning not to panic, this is the spiritual path. Getting the knack of catching ourselves, of gentle and compassionate catching ourselves, is the path of the warrior. We catch ourselves one zillion times, as once again, whether we like it or not, we harden into resentment, bitterness, righteous indignation, harden in any way, even into the sense of relief, a sense of inspiration. Every day we could think about the aggressiveness in the world. There's always this gap between who I am and who I want to be. Um, who I am on average and the best me I could be and the worst me. And my you know, worst me is an aggressive person that gets uh, pretty hostile and it, it's usually in response to someone saying something aggressive to me or pushing me and I hit some little trigger point and I snap and I snarl back and um, I can have quite a bite. There's time in my life that I've taken um, pride in how, you know, don't mess with me. I have a t-shirt that says don't mess with don't mess with Texans or something to that effect. That's not uh, the me I, I want to grow up to be. Me that I hope I can pass through a little more often as I get, you know, ready to check out here on this planet. Every day we could think about the aggression in the world in New York, Los Angeles, blah, blah, blah. Iraq, everywhere. All over the world, everyone always strikes out at the enemy and the pain escalates forever. Every day we could reflect on this and ask ourselves, am I going to add to the aggression in the world? 
every day at the moment when things get edgy, we can just ask ourselves, am I going to practice peace or am I going to war? This is the ancient Texan. Namaste.